All right, welcome back to another episode of Bets and Bites with Jordan McDonald and myself, Jake Bolin Moss. Jordan, it's been uh, about a two week hiatus or so. We are back with another episode, um, and we got a few things to talk about today. Yeah, we do. We're actually recording this episode while the Leafs game is on. So we're recording this Thursday night. The Leafs are in Winnipeg, currently winning 3 2. Um, Oh, and Marner just scores. So that was 4 2. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. I'm Um, I'm delayed. I'm on Rogers Ignite. Uh, For whatever reason, it's like streaming. So it's connected to my Wi Fi. It's super delayed. I still haven't seen the Marner goal. This is live action. I'm watching Appleton skate down in the Leafs zone. Like, this is unbelievable. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Felino. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Matthews. Marner just saw it go in. So that's my how long. God, man. That was like, what was that, like 30 seconds. Is. That's, oh. and that is as live as my TV gets. So something to think well, about there. Jake, it's not the first time this week that Rogers has let you down. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the other day I went to text Jordan my beat the streak picks and literally couldn't get, it was Monday, couldn't get a text out. So I heard, actually heard some conspiracies about that. This is off our, off our um, topic sheet, but I heard some conspiracies about this Rogers thing because like all these lockdowns are like, Oh, they don't want people going on. Their phones. Like, I was like, what? Like, what? Like what's go, what goes on? So uh, anyways, yeah, we're going to talk some Leafs for sure. They're on a five game skid. They're like we said, currently winning four, two, but you never know with this team. Fuck. You can't trust them as far as you could throw them combined. Um, do you, uh, do you want updates or do you want me to just shut my app and just let you watch on your delay? Yeah, just let me watch them delay. Um, like, do your best. I mean, I'm not going to like say if you make a, a noise or something, I'm not going to be like, what the hell, George? But yeah, no, just. Yeah. This is our fault for uh, for filming during a Leafs game. We just figured that, you know, the raw emotion that Jake will exude, will it will be genuine. Um, it, it doesn't help that they're winning. For, well, luckily, for the, they're, for yeah, I was say, luckily, they're not down because I would be, I'd be a lot more depressed right now. I definitely wouldn't have this energy, so. Yeah, hoping for the best for this team um, as they really fight for this number one spot. Uh, so, yeah, Leafs, we're going to talk some Leafs. We're going to talk some fantasy hockey. Jordan and I kind of both got boned, I'd say, uh, for two different kind of reasons, two different kind of leagues. So we'll get into that. Uh, we're going to talk some NFL. Tom Brady aired out his concerns about the player number change uh, being loosened. Jordan's got his thoughts on that. I'll just chime in when I can. When cap also, the off. draft the draft is uh, next week as well. We have seven days to the draft. Yeah, draft incoming. So probably we've got to get a draft show in, George. We'll have to figure that out. I'm going to be pretty busy next week. Probably so are you, but we'll figure it out. Even if we got to run it maybe on the weekend. But um, yeah, and then we're going to finish it off with some NBA prop talk. I've been betting a lot of NBA props, doing a lot of the research. Um, so I'm going to talk about some of my favorite players, some of my favorite bets. Um, Guys that I trust, guys that I don't trust, maybe. Uh, I'll see what see what I figure out. So see what I come up with here as we go. So we'll start with the Leafs. Um, so like we said, prior to tonight, uh, they're on a five-game loser. Lost to a COVID-riddled Vancouver team who really, like, a week ago wasn't even ready to play hockey, right? That's what came out last Friday, I think. They were supposed to start, and they couldn't even get back. They had to postpone that game. Because JT Miller came out and said, we can't play hockey like this. Um, so they lose back-to-back games to them. Campbell 
wasn't great, letting a couple weak ones, I'd say, in that first game. Riddich was atrocious. It almost made Campbell look good. <laughs> like, Campbell's not bad, but Riddich was so bad that it's like he almost forgot about the Campbell game against Vancouver two nights prior. So, yeah, not the best performance. The goalie situation, I've never seen – I mean, only fans in the world that you could see – so high on a goalie like Campbell who went 11 straight, who has been awesome. Everyone's talking Vesna. This is in Leafs world people. Um, and now immediately flip the switch after a few losses in a row, they want Freddie back after bagging on Freddie for how long, right, Jordan? Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And all I hear is that they're kind of forced to keep Freddie on LTIR until the playoffs because they have no cap maneuverability available. Unless sure. somebody gets hurt. So there's a chance that the Leafs are probably riding with Campbell and Riddish till the regular season's over and they make the playoffs. So they, you know, Campbell has been good for, for the time being like, yeah, like he's, he gives up the occasional goal. And, uh, but the most part it's been successful and Riddick looked, he did, he looked terrible against Vancouver. But I think the biggest thing that's plaguing this team is their power play, which just blows my mind that you can have so many offensive offensively skilled players on one team and your power play, they, they only had one goal for the entire month. Like it, it's, it's not like the month of April. It's like, like March, whenever until April, whenever. Right. But they only had one goal, I, I guess two. Cause Austin Matthews had that, um, that goal to tie the game at the, uh, or, or to go up the first Vancouver game. It was like an end to end play. And like Matthews had that, uh, that quick goal and, I think it was a goal up 2-1 against Vancouver in their first game, the Sunday okay. game. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, And that's like the only two goals, I guess, they've they've scored or something that ridiculous. I want to ask you a question, though, and I don't think we've talked about this because we, we haven't recorded, but how did you feel about the Leafs going for Foligno over Hall um, at the trade deadline? I definitely didn't want Hall personally. Um like from all what I've heard, at least like sounds like not a great locker room guy. Uh, obviously like that's not, that's not like the weighing factor why I don't want Hall, but it just feels like there was so much hype around that Buffalo team. And like, he really just didn't show up. Michael gets hurt. Like they've been an absolute dumpster fire Buffalo. I don't know. Hall didn't really turn me on. I don't think the Leafs needed another skill guy like that. I think they needed more of a Felino type player, a uh, guy to go out, play like, play the body. Um, he hit like he hits, he's good defensively. He can play the power play. He can play the penalty kill. Like he's an all around type of guy, right? Paul, if he's not scoring, if he's not getting points, then what is he to you? Yeah. He won a hard trophy not too long ago, but I was like, what have you done for me lately? Right. Uh, he was on New Jersey, got moved at the deadline to go to Arizona. Just a couple years back. Now got moves to the deadline to go to Arizona. Arizona doesn't do much with him. He moves on, goes to Buffalo. Like, none of these teams are really – listen to the teams that I'm listening off here. They're not great teams. He's not like he made them that much better. So, I don't know. Could he have made the Leafs better? I guess. But it's like, where does he fit? You're going to play Hall, Hall, Nylander, Tavares? Who's going to go get the puck in that, on that line? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Mar Marner, Matthews, Hall, who's, who gets the puck on that line? I don't know. Like, someone has to go get the puck. Like – I mean, the Leafs are winning right now, but like losing Hyman right now is it, it's it kills me. I, I I fucking love Hyman. I think he's like he's the heart of this team, and he never yeah. stops. No matter what the score is, he never stops. 
I think I've told you this multiple times. It might've been on here. might've been in, in person or just like our conversations that every game, it seems like Hyman is the hardest working player on that team. It's it, it's, it baffles me that like I've said it before, this team is stock full of talent and it's, and it's your gritty guy. your 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 Zach Hyman who like pretty much sets the tone for this team. Right. And he's, and I, and the funny thing is too, it's like, then they have the discussions that should Zach Hyman be considered for team Canada at the Olympics coming up. And then even though like five years ago, people were bitching about him being on the line with Matthews, like, Oh, he's not skilled enough to play with Matthews. And now it's like, he's pretty much the glue for that line. I know it's not so much anymore because they kind of have Marner play with Matthews now and, that line's been great. Now they got Felino on this line and they just scored a goal. So it seems to be working right now, but going back to what you said about Hall, I completely agree. And I don't know why people lost their minds that they didn't want a guy who had two goals in 39 games. And you know what? Like, I don't care if he's unlucky. You saw what that team was like in Buffalo. It, it didn't seem like anyone wanted a part of it. No, and I I do think Hall had something to do with that. I don't. I I kind of agree. It doesn't seem like a great locker room guy. Otherwise, he probably would have like stayed with New Jersey, like New Jersey trading away because they, they were shit. Right. And then and Arizona didn't do anything with them, and they ended up playing like shit. And then I even said this on this podcast when he signed with Buffalo. Oh shit. Uh, sorry. Anyway, you'll, you'll you'll know why I said that in thirty seconds. Um, where was I? But yeah, like, yeah, he went to Buffalo for one year and he's like, oh, this is where I could see myself playing for a while. No, you don't. You signed a one-year contract. Right. We all knew what it was about. It was a, it was a, you know, uh, a low risk, high reward signing by Buffalo if things worked out and it didn't. And if you would have told me what I thought was going to happen, I, I probably would have said Buffalo would have flipped him for assets and that's what they did. And they didn't even get that much for him. Well, I think that's what everyone was up in arms about. Like, oh, we could, we only had to spend that much to get Hall. It's like, yeah, but what is much- Hall? Like, what is Hall? Like, what is that? Yeah. Uh, and, it, and the reason why they gave up a first rounder for Nick Felino is because Nick Felino is a valuable player. He brings all the things he says. He's a well-rounded player. He brings leadership. I mean, he's a, he was the captain of a Columbus yeah. team. I know the Columbus hasn't been good this season, but they've been a pretty good team the last couple of years. Yep. They beat Toronto to get into the playoffs last year. Yeah, people forget. So. Yeah, people like to live in the now, except when it comes to other things. But I don't know. It just it it makes me laugh, and like I I don't mean to rope you in this because you're you're like big on depressed leaves Twitter. But like they lose those two games in Vancouver, and then the sky's falling. Even though they're still first place in this division, they're going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of where they'll end up. Hopefully, they stay in the first spot because you know you want that home home ice advantage, but. I've also heard that they're probably moving too. Like, I don't think that they're staying in, in Canada for the playoffs. Like they're going to be right. relocating to the state. So we'll, well see what happens with that. That's all based on COVID situation. And well, I, I, I get that. Has, they, um, I'd say has it under control and some other countries don't. So something I read though. So the conference finals, so one Canadian teams automatically make the conference finals, which is great. But I was watching Tim and Sid today and Tim made a great point that like, you know, we don't see a lot of Canadian teams make it that far in the playoffs. And the one year that they're guaranteed to do so, they don't even get to play at home. Right. It's too bad. They're probably going to play in Buffalo or Detroit or somewhere. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think just the one thing, I don't know. It, it feels like the calendar hits April and all of a sudden, like 
this, like you said, the sky is falling. Like something, it's like something clicks and it's like, oh, they're not, they don't look confident anymore. And this whole power play thing has been killing us. Like if we can just get going on the power play, this is one of the best power plays in the league to start the season. Like they were at the pace they were on was absurd. But yeah, okay, they were going to digress like a little bit. Like there's going to be some regression there, but not as much as we've seen. They can't fucking score on the power play. How many weapons do you need? You know, it's like, you got to find a way. You have to find a way to go get goals. And it's not, and the thing is like the good thing that you want to like, if you want to look like spin zone, well, I'd say there's not as many penalties in the playoffs. Um, A lot of it is let the guys play and you have to win in five and five. And I'd say the Leafs are solid at winning in five and five, but you also have to keep goals out of the net, which I think they've struggled with lately. Um. And I think that needs to be cleaned up. So we don't know what the goalie situation is going to look like. Um, like you said, running Campbell, Riddich, we don't know the extent of Freddie's injury, really. I'd say, like, we just know he's out a while. Um, for can a I while. Just say, yeah. Can I just say ahead. something quickly? My brother actually asked me today, like, my brother follows hockey, but not as much as I do. And he's like, what, what is Freddie Anderson's injury? And I literally couldn't tell him. I, I, I was thinking, I was like, Right, that's what I was saying. Like, what what's going on? <laughs> what ails him? Yeah, so I don't know. It's an interesting, uh, it's an inter- interesting situation right now. Yep. Um, he's uh he's actually sipping mai tais on Robita Island. That's his. Uh... Yeah, but now people are begging for him to come back. They want him. Yeah, back. and like like and they were like tearing him down. Like, there's he's the crutch of this team. Like, yeah. he can't stop he anything. Was. And they he was. Yeah, no. And now they just they're... no one can stop anything. But I just, I don't get it too. And like, I try, I try to say this year, like, I thought this team was going to break the, the tradition of like looking good and then just sputtering in the playoffs and not sure. be getting out of the first round. And I always find myself actively rooting against this team and I hate doing it, but it happens just because I was like, you're playing so stupid that you deserve your stupid results, your stupid loss. And I forget what game it was. I've started thinking that now it's kind of gotten a little better. Like I, I like the makeup of this team. I love the moves they made in the off season with the Thornton and, and Simmons adding that better presence. And like the adding Felino guys like that, uh, Zach Bogosian, all them. Um, but it just, it's so hard. Cause it seems like this team just likes to just like tri- trip on its own feet. Like with the power yeah. play situation, like it, like, see, you can't have nice things. It's like, there's always something wrong. There's, there's always, always something some- even when they're in first place, people bitch, and I'm bitching about it now, and I will put myself in that grouping that, you know, you just can't have a perfect season. You can't be like the Tampa Bay Lightning where it's just like, there are bumps and bruises like, oh, we don't have our best player for the years. Come back for the playoffs. Like, that's their issue. I, oh, Stamkos might not play again. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter. We got, like, a team that can play together. Yeah. And also, it does help they have Vasilevsky, I won't lie, but yeah, it makes a big difference. And when you play sound defensively, like I'm thinking about it here, it's like we can blame the goalies as much as we want, but it's like when you give up grade A scoring chances, teams are going to score. Like these these are good teams. You know what I mean? You're going to give up grade A scoring chances. The guys, you think about, you can go back to that Edmonton series where they went three in a row. They kept Edmonton, they kept the big guys off the score sheet. That's, I think that's the best Leafs team this year. You know what I mean? They were doing it all. They were keeping the puck out of the net. They were, uh, they were playing sound defensively. It's like, where did we go wrong? Like, how did we end up here? You know? I I don't know. Anyways, so speaking of uh, being in first place in the Leafs, (laughs) uh, I had a great year in fantasy hockey, regular season. Uh, We did an 11-week 
my my thing was an 11 week uh, regular season and then three two week playoff matchups uh, to close it out. So I went eight and three, first place in the league. Uh, get the easy matchup in the first round, one v eight. It's categories, eleven categories. Just got to win six to move on. I could have tied and moved on. Uh, ran into probably the luckiest guy ever to play fantasy hockey. This guy's uh, he had Jack Campbell. I don't know if you know what he did a couple weeks ago. Didn't lose. Every time he played, he didn't lose. He played Robin Leonard, who probably had the best two weeks of his life. Uh, he wasn't even the starting goalie for Vegas uh, a couple weeks ago, but when he did start, he was unreal. Um, some other Vegas guys, Shea Theodore, Mark Stone, um, just a nightmare. I, I had McKinnon ranting. Like I had just – and oh. And it hurts because, well, I didn't. I had them play though. Like I know last week they were like they were hurt, right? Yeah, they, but they lost. They um they had games postponed because of COVID. No, not right? not. This is so we're almost at the end of the second week of the second matchup now. So this is like okay a little while back. They played through the whole thing, and uh, yeah, it was a it just a nightmare for me. I had way too many goals. Couldn't beat them in assists. Uh, plus minus was close until the very end. So anyways, I lose, I like first seed knocked out in the first round. And this guy's like never going to let me hear the end of it. Cause he's a fucking, he's such a fucking weasel. He barely won any matchups this year. And, uh, and now here we are. So yeah, I'm a loser, fantasy hockey loser on the next season. But yeah, Jordan, I think has a little bit of better, more of a bad beat situation in his fantasy hockey league. Yeah. But before I go to mine, is it true that you actually deleted the ESPN app? Yeah. Sorry. I forgot to mention that. So Basically, what happened is I I lost. Um, actually, I think I deleted it on like the Saturday before, like Sunday would have been the end of the matchup. <laughs> I think I deleted it on the Saturday. I was like, I didn't even make my last two pickups, which I don't think it would have made a difference, but it got close, and I was kind of mad at myself. I'm like, fuck! If I just picked up the right guy tonight, it might have I could at least maybe almost tied to win, but you can't really look in hindsight. I just didn't even want to use my last two pickups because I was just so mad at myself for losing this guy. So. Yeah, a little disappointing there, but oh well, is what it is. Fancy hockey. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'll uh, now get into mine. So you were lucky. You actually played in a categories league. I played in a points league. And you know, I guess I said it on this show too. I fucking hate points leagues in like any fantasy, like, like, except for NFL, because NFL, it, it, that, that's just what it is. You can't really have cat, like, NFL's designed. Or fantasy football is designed to be a points league, hundred percent. But other ones like baseball, ba- baseball, basketball, hockey, I I prefer categories so much easier. So it, it just it, it makes it great because like you know what you could be uh, completely gone. Like you you might not be able to catch up on goals or something else, but you might be able to get assists or you might be able to get a hit. So you you pick up players designed for your needs. Yep. In my points league, it's all about points, and that's the only thing recorded. It was it was goals, assists. Um, power play points, shorthanded points, uh, game-winning goals, and then PIMS. Anyway, so my team, I actually came third in my in my league, and my team is really good. Like I have like I dry sidle, and that and that what's kind of screwed me is I had dry sidle on Tyson Berry, and they missed uh, two games because they played Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, so I missed I missed on that, and like I even have guys like. For Haggy, who's hurt, but he, oh, what a stud. Stunned. Jason Robertson, 
Uh, oh. Joe Pavelski, who I drafted and I didn't drop before when Dallas had their issues. I almost did, and I thank God I didn't. Uh, Kaprizov, Nick Ehlers, Nick Backstrom, Gensel, guys who like have put up points galore. Yep. And For my sure. first week, the playoffs was last week. I lost by one point, and I got fucked many ways. Like another thing I did, I picked up Jeremy Swayman. He got me. He got me a shutout. I was like, oh, is yeah. that beautiful, Sorry. Jeremy fucking Swayman? Yeah. And then, like, on the Sunday was my last pick. We had four pickups. My last pickup was Casey DeSmith, and my picks were either Casey DeSmith or Gorgiev. And guess which one got the win? Gorgiev. Uh, it was Gorgiev. Yeah, I was trying to and, think. And, go ahead. and I picked up DeSmith, and Buddy, who I'm playing against, picks up Gorgiev. Oh, my God. I lose by one point. So the, the last game of the week was that Vancouver-Toronto game, the Sunday game. Yep. Jake, you watched that game. Do you remember in the third period, Quinn Hughes had a shot that got tipped by a guy in front, hit off the crossbar, and like for some reason the Leafs score goals and they don't call them right away. That seems to be the norm. I thought that happened. If I if that would have went in, I have Quinn Hughes, I would have won. Oh my god! I was leading by one point, one forty six, one forty five. The only reason I lost is because the Islanders played the fucking Flyers. Islanders won one nothing. Jordan Eberle got an assist on that goal. Oh my god! That's how I lost. That's brutal. That's how I lost. Yeah, I told you Jordan's story was a little. Oh bit my bad. god! It was Holy. like I've been. I, I tweeted about this. I've had a lot of bad fantasy beats, and I won't go through them because there has been a lot. That right. one had to be one of the worst. Yeah, that sounds terrible, man. I'm sorry. Because of just everything that happened with the whole Gorgiev to Smith. Um, Drysaddle and Barry, like Drysaddle and Barry played one game that whole week. Drysaddle had nine points, like fantasy points. He had two actual points that were both power play points, and he had the game winning goal. Jeez. And Drysaddle did his Drysaddle things, had like two assists. One was like, he did his thing. Yeah, it just, I, I, I got boned. Like, I got boned so hard. And now I'm out. I, I'm not even any fancy, like my other fantasy league, I'm a keeper league, and I completely tanked because my keepers. Oh, should I tell? The audience, my keepers in my keeper league. Sure, give her. I have. I think I told you these. So I had five keepers this this year. These are who. This is who I kept, and I'm not going to say the rounds just because we're we're going to go forever. So I had Evgeny Kudnetsov and Ilya Samsonov. You remember what happened with them? They yeah, decided they, got, to they decided to hang out in the hotel room, OB. and those two guys out of the four out of the, those two, Ovechkin Orlov, they came back last. Yeah, like they were gone for like two, three weeks. Um, I had Anders Lee, who out for the season. You know, you know, out for the season. That's not his fault. That just that was uh, Carter Hart. Yeah, uh, like probably the, the worst goalie where, ever. Where the fuck is Carter Hart been this season? He's the worst goalie ever. I could not believe, like, it, not even just bad. Like, like you're right, worst goalie. The, yeah, no, like and, not bad. Like, is not <laughs> like oh he's been he's been rough? It's like no, he's been terrible, like uh, atrocious. Yeah, and then uh, Mir Heiskanen, and then Dallas had their so Heiskanen was arguably my, my best keeper, maybe Kuznetsov, like, but it's not. That's how bad my team. What was. a nightmare! Team, oh, it's it's a nightmare. I have my fantasy hockey year has just has been in shambles, and that one point loss in the first round of the playoffs was the cherry on top. So yeah, so two first round, two early exits for the boys onto the golf courses, which we're not allowed to be. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so in our rooms at home, um, speaking of nightmares though, let's talk this NFL thing. I'll let you kind of take the reins oh, on this, God. even though you were just kind of, you know, a whole mouthful there with the fantasy, but yeah, we got to talk yeah. about this NFL thing. So 
Um, let me read the Brady tweet first. I'll let you catch your breath. All right, it was Instagram post, but I'll let you catch your breath and then we can talk about it. So NFL announces um, they're loosening the restrictions on jersey rules this year. So basically um, what it means is certain players can have single di- certain players that weren't able to have single digit numbers can have lower numbers like running backs were really like what were running backs 20 between 20 and 40 or something like that yeah it was uh 20 to 49 okay so yeah now like running backs can have single digits wide receivers all this stuff so it's basically college right college does this yep so college does this uh nfl's loosening the restrictions this year I don't know. You see it all over Bleacher Report, House of Highlights. Oh, who's going to wear what? Blah, 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 blah. And then Tom Brady comes out uh, and he says, good luck trying to block the right people now, making for a lot of bad football. So he's saying, basically, you're not going to know because of people's numbers who you're supposed to be blocking. I, I'm a little confused. I, I assume you're going to get into this. I'm a little confused with how that works. Like the player is still wearing a different jersey. I mean, a lot of times he's right in front of you. Anyways. Uh, and then there was another thing. He circled this uh, on his Instagram story. It says approved the relaxation of rules for the number that players of certain positions can wear because of expanded practice squads, running backs, wide receivers, tight end. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So he says, dumb. Why not let the linemen wear whatever they want to? Why have, why have numbers just have colored jerseys? Why not wear the same number? Dumb. And then tags the NFL and NFLPA. So Tom, this is probably the most like negative emotion I've seen out of Tom in like forever. Um, and I'll let you get into this now that I've kind of set it up for you. Well, let me just first off explain what Tom Brady meant. So like when you're watching film, it's going to, most of it's going to be at least the beginning could be from last year. So let's just say I was going to use Aaron Donald, but that might not be a good example, but I'm going to do it anyway. So let's just say they play the Rams and Aaron Donald switches from 99 to a different number, whatever. Okay. When they go to play, they're not going to see number 99. So they're going to have all their schemes set up where it's like, okay, two of us are going to be on 99. Okay. Um, so they're just, it's just going to be confusing. Like when you watch tape, which is funny because I don't know if anyone really recognized this. I do just cause like, I know all the numbers like, that's, that's why I kind of hate it because like now I have to like learn who's wearing what now, but a lot of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive backs change their numbers. Like Carlton Davis, Jordan Whitehead, um, I can't think of them, but a lot of them did. And a lot of the issues people are having is that when they're watching film from last year of these guys, they wore different numbers and they didn't know. So like Carlson called Davis had 33. Now he's 24. So it's like 33 is now Jordan Whitehead. So like, who's who. And it's funny that, that now Tom Brady's complaining about that. Right. So it's almost like a tactic you're saying. Yeah. I, I don't know if they kind of did it that way, but that's just how it happened. But I think Tom Brady is saying it that way. So like when you're like preparing for games, you just, you, you don't know the numbers anymore, but his argument's kind of weak. But it's just like, that's your job. Like you, you should just know it. Like you go into it and you just read off, be like, okay, this guy, where's this number now? Right. I just don't like it as a fan because it just, I, I don't know. It kind of looks, just looks weird when you're just going to have guys, it's going to look like college. I don't sure, know. Look, I, just, I don't mind college. <laughs> I know, but I just, I, I just I think like you're more like, you're more, you're definitely a bigger fan of the NFL than I am. So like, I can like, I'm going to like, kind of defer to you on this but it's like for me it like doesn't bother me that much i just think it gives guys more like freedom to kind of do what they want which i mean it's like any like it's like lamarillo so when lamarillo came into the leaves 
he's got a rule where um, basically you can't have a number over like 20 or 30 or something. And unless you're like grandfathered in, unless you've like been in the league long enough, like if you're a vet, he lets you, he allows it. But it was just always something that bothered me. It's like, let guys express themselves, like let them be whatever number they want. Like Marner, he wore 93 in junior. He wasn't going to be able to wear 93 for Toronto. So like that doesn't make a difference, but guys that like should be wearing like that guys that have grown up wearing this number their whole life. It means something to them. Like I wore 19, my whole hockey career, like, and 19 was like big for me. And then I wore a certain number when I played ultimate Frisbee, like, that wasn't it wasn't as big of a deal, but like growing up and you've worn the same number, it was nine or nineteen my whole life. And like, I don't know, it's just it's a big deal to at least like hockey guys for sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's interesting for sure. It's an interesting situation. Yeah. Uh I had a tweet about this. I don't know if you saw this. Go ahead. So I tweeted Tom Brady being big mad about NFL's decision to loosen. Uh, Jersey number restrictions has me feeling like he actually might be considering playing another five plus years in the league. Like this is a guy who's like really going to be out of the league in a couple years. Right. Like, right. <laughs> like how big of a deal is this really? Like, yeah, he's going to go try to win another couple Super Bowls, but like maybe three more years, maybe like you, how, how many years are you going to go that he's going to be mad about this for how long? Like, he was mad today. Like it was clear that he was mad. Yeah. And then he made fun of himself on Twitter. Like he like be- bleach report, posted what you what you told us and then he like quote tweeted he's like i'd like to speak to a manager and it's like classic like funny tom brady way uh i don't really have much of an argument like a good argument to stand up for this i just personally i just don't like it just because like i said like i can watch a game and kind of like you like you know you're really good at like knowing hockey players numbers like that's like me with football like you tell me a player um i'll probably know their number or at least have a good so it's gonna fuck you up it's gonna fuck me up and that's just personally why i like it i just i and i don't know it's gonna be weird when you're watching you know a wide receiver with like 31 i don't know yeah that that definitely sounds weird when you say it like it's it's mostly for me like get off my lawn argument for me like i'm just i like the way it was like you don't need to but the one thing that really irks me is that the NFL is like, oh, look how fun we are. Anybody can right. wear any, any number they want, and they'll still fine you for wearing cleats that aren't the, like, you're for not wearing the right cleats that, right. that day. But at least you can wear a different number. Yeah, like um, respect the shield or whatever it is. Right? Yeah, and then you, and watch, like, Madden come out and be like, hey, new features that you could change whatever numbers compared to what they could do in the NFL, even though you could already do that. So fuck you, EA, and fuck Madden. <laughs> oh, man. There. That's funny. That uh, it'll be. I had to get that in there. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that caps off. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's 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 transition. We're still talking about the NFL. Uh, let's talk about the draft. The draft's okay. in a week. Um, you've been taught. You've been like hammering the table or pounding the table for Mac Jones. Yes, for, I have for your Patriots. I uh, I have a mock draft. Uh, it's going to come out next week. Um, I actually have Mac Jones going to the the Patriots, and I think that. Oh, I do. I, swung you. I did it. Let's but the thing go. is, it's like I originally had them going to to Carolina at eight, and then they traded for Darnold. So then I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, if nobody trades up, like someone's probably going to trade up, like or if Justin Fields drops, which I don't think is going to happen. I have Justin Fields going to San Francisco, and I'll be fucking pissed. Hey, don't ruin your whole draft, dude. People, you, well, people I'll talk about the quarterback. Well, I'll talk about the quarterbacks. So let's just go to quarterbacks. 
I'll be pissed if they go back Jones because like you you give up three first round picks. That's what they did. I know that they this this year doesn't really count because they upgraded the first round, but they trade away three first round picks. And if they take back, you take the guy with the highest ceiling, and that is Justin Fields. You don't draft the guy who's safe, the guy that you probably could have had at 12. Or not at 12, you could have moved up a little bit further and not have to give up two first rounds. You're saying the actually. Niners, sorry, right? Like, don't I'm take Mac Jones. Yeah. I'm talking about the Niners. Yeah. So, personally, I have Justin Fields going there, and um, I was like, where's Mac Jones going to go? And if Carolina's not going to take him, I don't think Denver's going to take him because it's like, is Mac Jones really that much of an upgrade over Drew Locke? I don't sure. believe so. Yes. Uh, Drew Locke sucks, dude. Well, but anyways, <laughs> like past there, like you look at the teams past sure. the Broncos, you go Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Chargers, Vikings. Those teams don't really need a quarterback. Maybe maybe the Vikings, but I feel like they have a lot more issues than finding Kurt Cousins yeah. success um, successor. Uh, the Eagles, oh, we're not going to commit to Jalen Hurts. I don't know why. Like, Nick Sirianni, like, I got love for my boy Nick Sirianni because he was a Colts offensive coordinator, but man, he's not having a great first few months as the Eagles head coach. Like, with his press conference, he came out and babbled some incoherent stuff, and then he's talking about how he's, like, ha- he's had rock, paper, scissors competitions over zoom and that determines how competitive they are and i, I don't know i feel bad because like a lot of people kind of hated on that hiring because it's like who the fuck is this guy and i don't know like i, I kind of feel like they're like oh well we can't have frank reich back so why don't we just grab frank reich's oc that's how that's what i thought it was like uh but i do i do love that they did ch- choose him over mcdaniel so i have respect for that um anyways i don't I'm going off on a tangent. You don't like right? McDaniels? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's for a different time. <laughs> we did that don't, one already. Don't even get me started on McDaniels. <laughs> I don't know if you hear the Pats got, Pats got their old uh, D coordinator back. Huh? He used to be head coach. Yeah. I, <sighs> you know what? As much as I hate McDaniels, I hated Matt Patricia as, that, as the head coach of the Lions. Like when I love like, them. Hit, I don't know. Well, like, I he, love them. No, he was stupid. It's because he's like he's trying to bring this like the Patriot way to the Lions, and he's like forcing them to to do their practice out in the snow, even though they play in a dome, and they were gonna and they weren't playing outside for three weeks. Like, have you noticed the Patriot way like rarely works? Like, maybe it's just the Belichick way, you know? That's what I think. Like, you know what, Brian Flores. Is I was gonna say like job. Miami is the only one I'm thinking that like where he's made it. Like, but is but is he really the like bringing the Patriot way? Like, I don't. Is that I know he. It, it, He's a disciple, right? Like he's a disciple, so you assume he is, but I don't know. Maybe he's like brought his own way. Like he can bring his own way. It's not like out there. It's not for Yeah, it's I don't know. Matt Patricia, you know that actually might help them, especially with like all the all the pieces they brought in. Um, but yeah, I, I'll just get back to what I was saying. I just think Mac Jones makes sense to the, the Patriots considering having a rookie contract will just coincide with all the spending they have. They've already built around the quarterback position. I don't think Cam Newton's the answer. I know you don't think he is. And I don't think he'll be a Patriot pass this season coming up. So, and clearly they hate Stidham. We've, we've gone on ad nauseum right. about that, that Bill Belichick hates Jared Stidham. So. So a lot of what I've been saying makes sense. Like now you have your, all of a sudden you've done your, your draft, your mock draft. And all of a sudden I've been preaching Mac Jones for how long now? And it's Mac Jones. You got Mac Jones. So I believe it's Mac Jones. 
I'm just I just think that is there any chance they're moving up to eight? There's a lot of talk about Carolina moving that pick, or is they just going to stay where they are and kind of hope one of the five guys? Like, do you see the Patriots taking a Trey Lance if he's like if he's the only like of the five quarterbacks that are there? Like, if he's the only one left, or do they just go best player available? I really don't know because like no nobody's been able to predict what the Patriots do in the draft. So this year, especially because it's like they actually need a quarterback for the first time in like 20 years. So I think if one of them drops out of the top 10, actually, it's weird. You know what? Trading up to eight is definitely a possibility because the Broncos, if one of them falls like Trey Lance or or Justin Fields, I can certainly see the Broncos just jumping on that. Right. They won't have to move up. Um, But it depends. Depends how depends how much they really need a quarterback. Like if they're like dead set on the end, they're like, you know what quarterback in the first round or nothing kind of like a dra- like what we talked about before. It's like, right. what we're saying is it Mac Jones over everybody. Mac. Yeah. Mac, Mac Jones. Uh, oh, no, it's not over everybody. It's it'd no be matter like, what, yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Mac Jones, Mac no, Jones matter no matter what, what. like no unless they what have they that do, mentality. Uh, I, I don't know if the, if they will trade up that far. Okay. Um, because I do think that Mac Jones could fall if he go if he goes past the Broncos and no other team trades up, he probably will fall to fifteen. I, and I really believe that. Uh, but you never know with the draft. The draft's weird. I love the draft. It's one of my favorite favorite times of my uh, of the year, uh, which is kind of sad, but week, it's true. About a week away, right? Yeah, one week away. It'll be one week from tonight, Thursday night. Oh. Exciting. That's fun. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we got the draft. You want to hear my pick for the Colts, or do you want me to just wait to my? Uh, sure. What like where the, left are the Colts drafting? Just give me the number first. Uh, tw- Twenty-one. Okay. So what? So where who are they drafting? Well, they need so three things they need. Actually, they need a lot of things, but the two main things they need are left tackle and right. an edge rusher. There's a lot of good edge rushers in this draft. None like really elite. Like there's just a lot of good prospects that are available so but there's also a lot of high-end left tackles there's this guy from virginia tech named christian derisaw i don't know if i'm saying that right so derisaw or derisaw who's like an elite run blockers pass blocking could use a little help but you know like that's what happens you go into the nfl you get coached up elite run blocker they'd be fantastic for this line it's who i really want but i don't think he's going to be available so i think that the colts and they don't usually do this they might have to trade up to get him uh, but that's who I want. I think that left tackle is way more important than edge rusher, at least for now, because they literally have nobody playing left tackle right now, uh, except for some swing guys that they draw, they, they signed. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I know that everyone, everyone was pining to know who I wanted for the Colts. And there you go. There it is. There it is. Exclusive. Only yeah. heard on bets and bites till you release your mock draft. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's get into our final segment. I'm going to talk some NBA props. Jordan's been kind of at the helm here, taking control last few topics. So, uh, I'll keep this quick. I've been betting a lot of NBA props lately. Uh, I, my process right now, I'll open three tabs on my laptop. So I go stats.mba.com. Uh, it's a Joe Osborne favorite, uh, from odd shark. He uses that one. You can get anything within like the last, you can get season stats or I like to do personally like between last 10 to seven uh, games and you get a lot of um, trends happening lately. Right. Cause guys can start the season slow. Like 
it can all be can all kind of vary. So I like to see how guys have been doing lately. So uh, the guys that I've been on lately, and you see some of them in the news, some of them you don't. Uh, I'm gonna start with Paul George. Paul George, when Kawhi isn't there, and Paul George just in the last seven alone has been absolutely unbelievable. He's back to he's back to MB, MVP form. Uh, you know when he was third in MVP voting in 1819, I think Giannis won it that year. Harden two, and then Paul George three. One of his best seasons, and he's great defensively. Not to mention, um, last seven games, he's had 30 plus points in six of them. So I've been on his points lately, uh, especially when Kawhi's not there. I kind of stay away because I don't know kind of the usage he gets without Kawhi. But I know when Kawhi's in there, he brings the ball up the court, um, and he does pretty much everything. So got his number the other night, George. Kawhi got ruled out late, got his number at 23 and a half. He had 33 that night. Wow. I texted my buddies. I said, if you have the number, anything below 30, I said, hit it right now in, in cash. So no problem there. Uh, another so, one. I'm Sorry. Uh, go I, sorry. Could I just chime in quickly? I have Paul George in my fancy basketball league. Um, yep. And I think it was Tuesday. He was like ruled out for rest or something. Yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. yeah. I just was going to ask you, did you get screwed there? Like, did you have the, uh, like, did you take the over? And I, I'm sure it didn't, it didn't count. Cause uh, yeah. He, so, he play, when you, but... so yeah. So I bet it 27 and a half. I figured he was going for 30 again anyway. So I bet it. And then of course he gets ruled out or whatever. So all, all it does is just void the bet. Like you okay. just get your money back. And if he doesn't play, it doesn't play. There's nothing you can do. So yeah, I got my money back on that one. So no harm, no foul there. Um, I also like to look at three point props. So the guys I've been looking at lately, I was telling Jordan about this pre-show, but Harrison Barnes, um, my book has been setting him at one and a half three pointers and six in a row. He's now hit um, over one and a half. So had him a couple nights ago, had him last night, uh, actually put him out on the, um, on the socials for this show for one game. And that one hits so on back to even on the, uh, the NBA prop stuff and two and two on the show couple rough patches we hit we hit curry on the night he chose to not go off uh, i don't know if you saw that one jordan i think he had four i think he ended with four every other night he's been like double digits three so i whatever i missed it last night he was at six and a half i didn't i didn't uh i didn't mess with that one i didn't like it so uh but yeah harrison barnes he's been hot lately uh and getting a decent amount of shots considering he's probably like the third option on that team behind uh fox and healed um, another three pointer guy, like Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, bogey, they call him. I think it's the brother of Bog Bogdan or actually, I don't think they're brothers. I remember oh, I looked this up. Well, they're yeah, not I, I brothers? don't think they are. Yeah. I don't think they are. What? I remember looked at, yeah, I looked that up, uh, okay. I, several I, months ago. I mean, I was certain they were brothers, but okay. Anyways, there, there's no relation. I don't think there is. I'm going to double check this, but I remember looking double this check up. that while I talk about him. Anyways, he plays for Atlanta for a while there. Uh, my my book was setting him at two and a half. It was free money at two and a half. They've, they've switched it up, which happens all the time. Like when guys start to make their prop too many times, they got to switch it up. He's up to three and a half. So got to pick and choose on those ones. Got to see who's giving up the threes. Um, I don't think I finished the three. <laughs> I got too ahead of myself. But the three tabs I opened, stats.mba.com, team rankings, tells me uh, how teams play defensively. Uh, whether I'm looking rebounds, three-pointers made, uh, points, and then uh, starting lineups, of course. I always like to look at starting lineups, matchups, uh, try to figure out who's playing who and try to pick and choose there. Uh, and then I'll talk quickly rebounds. 
assists I tend to stay away from unless I really like it. Rebounds, though, um, the one I like there, JV has been crazy on the on the glass. He got injured recently, so got to be careful there. Guys get injured, and I don't know if it's like a lower body thing. Rebounds tend to go down a bit, but he was like killing it for a while, 15, 16 a game. Um, so he's a guy I really like when it comes to rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns for a while there. Uh, he was good on the glass uh, and points-wise. Um, so just certain guys to look out for. And then obviously it changes every night. Um, I'm trying to think anyone else I've been on lately. Like tonight I was on Drew Holiday points. Um, started really good. He had eight early. And then uh, he's kind of fizzled out. I think he's out of the game right now. They're up 17. He might not get back in. He only has 12. So I'm going to miss that one. It's 17 and a half, I think his number was. And I got Luca assists tonight. My book, I think, messed up, Jord. Um, most everything was saying it's eight and a half was the number on Luca. I went to my check my book. I just happened to look six and a half assists um, at plus odds. So it's a clear accident. I texted all my buddies that are on the book. I said, hey, this is the number. Um, it's wrong. Let's jump on it. So hope for that one. That's my big. A big one of the night. Sometimes you get lucky. I had the same thing with Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Six and a half rebounds the other day. He's averaging like nine in the season. He's averaging 11 in his last seven. Uh, and there was one more. And then, like I said, PG, I mentioned him. But 23 and a half points on a night where Kawhi doesn't play. Like criminal. You're just stealing money mm. at that point. So, uh, yeah, NBA props. I've been diving in. I've been really good in the NBA since March. I'm up like 17 units or something. Um, wow. So... Yeah, we're almost – that's almost two months of – I mean, that's not bad for a guy like me who's, I'd say, definitely more uh, volume than quality. I don't know if you if you know what I'm getting at there, but like – Yeah, quantity over qual- quality. Right, which you probably shouldn't do that, but hey. No, it's good. I should get back into player props. I actually like playing player props and just uh... – um, it just I gets so infuriated. It's, it's kind of like why I stopped doing beat the street because it's like – you you, I, you become so focused on this that you're cheering for Buddy to like grab that rebounds. And right, it just... it's crazy. Oh, I forgot. As you say that, I completely forgot the last one. Uh, Mr. Pat St- uh, Stat Patter himself, Russell Westbrook, is the most fun. His number every yeah. single night is double digit assists, double digit rebounds, eleven and a half, twelve and a half, right around there. And I almost bet him every single night. Last night he had twenty boards. <laughs> So it's unbelievable. He's so fun. He gets, he's guaranteed 10 every night. It's unbelievable. I watch his stats every night. He's guaranteed 10 of each every night. Like, so there's just a, just a couple of things. JV, Jonas Valanciunas, he, uh, you said he's hurt, right? Is he, uh, he has been hurt. Yeah. So his, uh, the one thing that's going to hurt him besides himself being injured, uh, Jared Jackson Jr. is coming back. So I don't know if that's going to affect his, uh, his rebounding numbers. Um, I know JJJ as I want to call him is on minutes restriction, but he had eight rebounds last night in like 17 minutes. So I don't know if that's going to impact that. So I, I would look out for that. If you're continuing to do some JV. Yeah. I haven't been on JV in a while, but yeah, that's a good thing to mention. Um, um, and also um, this is from the almighty source, Wikipedia. Uh, Bogdan Bogdan Bogdanovich is not related to fellow NBA basketball player Bojan Bogdanovich, who is Croatian, <laughs> no while Bogdan way. is Serbian. Yeah, they're not that's related. awesome. Do- okay, so there's two Bogdanovich in the league with zero relation. Yeah, that's like if you told me Mark Stahl and Jordan Stahl and Eric Stahl all had 
all, all weren't related. That'd be pretty wild. <laughs> I tweeted uh, about Eric Stahl. So in that fantasy league that I lost, the one that I mentioned before, I actually picked up Eric Stahl for a week when he got traded to the Cavs. I played him for a week. And I actually picked him up before his first game. And he had that game-winning goal. And I tweeted about it. I was like, Dah, shout out to myself for picking up Eric Stahl and getting the game-winning goal. And like their family foundation Twitter liked the tweet. And I thought love that was that. Love yeah, that. I love that too. So shout out to the Stalls. They're great, great hockey people. Gotta love the Stalls. Great hockey family. Yep. Um, all right, Jordan. I think that's all I've got. Anything else from you? There was one thing I wanted to say. I had to figure out what it is now, and I'm kind of going to not remember it until we're done recording. But I think we're good. Uh, hopefully, we'll come back a little bit sooner. We've been, you know, me and Jake have our own stuff going on. So uh, we try to find times to record. So we'll try and bring one out more recently, but we'll see. Um, I hope you uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode and, and enjoyed our, our rantings and ravings like, as per usual. And, yeah, cross you know, your go. fingers. We're going to watch the end of the Leafs here, so cross your fingers. Yeah, like 10 minutes left in the third. Leafs are up 4-3. So. Nervous. Nervous. All right. Well, if that's all, Bats and Bites, signing off. Bats and Bites.